When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can you hear me? We can. Look at this. Oh, man, man, technology, everybody. Unbelievable. Ira, Unbelievable. you're the last to chime in. Make sure it works. I'm just trying to take it all in. Oh, I'm still trying to this. soak it all up. Look at this. I feel like this. we, I'm not saying we landed on the moon, but I feel it feels like in that ballpark. We figured it out. Good job, everybody. Good job, Tom. Good job, Matthew. And uh, away we go with some little headlines. As I said, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant. TV and all of you guys this hour and the show in general brought to you by our good friends at Register Sausage. Yay, Sausage! We had uh, some last night, some did short you? links. Mm-hmm. We did uh, Monday night, we did some breakfast for dinner, some mm-hmm. pancakes and some short links. I almost tweeted the picture, but sometimes, man, like, I don't know, sausage yeah. pictures aren't not what you want to do sometimes. I just food pictures in general. Are we past did he that? have a promo? Did he have a promo for nine in a row? Did he do? Did did our man Ben do anything? We for just that came off. We game? just we just came off a promo for the soccer. I think wasn't it? Wasn't well, that the most I, recent one? I think he touched on. I I think I saw over the weekend perhaps a uh, a promo of some sort. We're doing we're doing a, a disservice to Register Sausage. I think Ben stepped up big for the nine in a row, or or at least there'd been mention mention about the possibility of capitalizing on a Platinum Bohica. Mm. Uh, promo. Now, we don't know when the Platinum Bohica is going to happen. It could happen in the uh, ACC tournament. could happen, uh, obviously, next season. It's a big deal to be on the precipice of a Platinum Bohica, which, more on that in a moment. Yay, Sausage. Yeah, and, Tell everybody where to go. And if you, uh, it's hard to keep the promo specials in line because there's been so many. Ben is so generous True. to his fellow Knowles. That's what you do. And uh, registermeats.com is the website if you want to have Register Sausage delivered to you or if you live in North Florida over to Alabama, west northwest Florida, down in, over to Jacksonville. The empire is expanding, and uh, Ben's a knoll, and you need to support Register Sausage. Just not just the fact that he's a knoll. It's the greatest sausage you can find. Corey, uh, we, we already had an early question uh, right there on the chat, and it was from our friend Nathaniel Hornblower who wrote, is Corey quarantined, or does he just want the full face shot in the camera? Which is funny that that's where he went right off the bat. Right. Sure. That, I mean, we're trying to we're trying to set ratings records with me getting my own face, my own uh, uh, camera just dedicated to my face. I'm in Atlanta uh, doing some parenting for my son, so I'm up here for this week. Uh, couldn't be there. We didn't. But Ira doesn't like Zoom. He doesn't like the uh, so him and Je- he and Jeff are in studio. I think it's going to work better, guys. I also think if there was like a plan, a slow plan to kind of eliminate me from the show. This is the first step. Like, okay, let's see how it works with us two in studio and him up in Atlanta off by himself in his, uh, in his uh, kitchen. The problem and then is going to be, why don't, Corey, you don't even have to bother coming back. It's fine. The problem is, Corey, this seems to be working swimmingly. 
Our plan yeah. has been shot down. Yeah. We're going to have to engineer some sort of uh, technical snafu in order yeah, for us. Yeah, like, we can't do it, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we have to go at it alone. <laughs> well, the question is whether or not, since it's tomorrow, and let's get into the content of the show here, uh, are you going to the Georgia Tech game, Florida State Georgia Tech? I am. I am. I'm going to do it a little different. So I'm, I'm getting a press pass. I'm going, to, I'm going to do the interviews from there. I'm going to write a little bit from there. But I'm also going with Brady. So I got tickets, too. So I'm going to do a little bit of both, uh, writing and uh, parenting. And Brady will have his, uh, I don't know, I think he has a Raekwon Gray jersey or a Devin Vassell jersey. So he'll be wearing one of those. So the Clarks will be representing uh, in the A. Let's just go in on Florida State basketball, Ira, Corey, all of us. Let's celebrate what it is to win six in a row and to turn a season around and now sit atop the ACC. It's got to just burn the fine folks at the home offices of the ACC and the Triangle to look at those standings and see the two teams that sit atop the standings right there, Florida State first, of course, followed by Miami. It's got to pain their hearts. I mean, that was a rough day last week when when Miami housed North Carolina Mm. and Florida State beat number 6 Duke. It was a tough day for Tobacco Road. Um, but like you said, Miami's number two in the conference right now, and their only two losses were by one point apiece to Florida State. Yeah, and that's nine straight losses to Florida State. They're they're used to it. They'll probably just go along with the season as if everything's normal. I mean, typically they lose to Florida State as they have nine in a row. That shouldn't serve as too much of a hiccup for them. They're accustomed to losing to Florida State, whether it be dramatic whether it be home or on the road, really doesn't matter. They typically lose to Florida State. So just another season of Miami basketball is all this is. Even with uh, Mario Cristobal's big uh, oh, 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 we'll get into it. Demand, command performance. What did you think of that, uh, Corey? Did you like, were you impressed by Mario? It seemed like he kind of got lost in the moment there for a little mm, bit. It little turned bit. into a pro wrestling match. Well, yeah, sure. But look, man, it means a lot to him. He's a Miami guy through and through. That's his home. That's his alma mater. Um, I wonder what Miami was like at basketball when he was there. When he was playing, was did they have a team? Days? Did they have a team, or were they done? I mean, yeah. because that was early '80s, right? It might have been Leonard's days. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I think it was before Leonard's days. So uh, last time we talked was before the Duke game. That was the last time we did our show, and I think, I think, what would your chances have been of Florida State not only beating Duke that night, but then going on the road and beating Miami the next day? Well, with UNF in between, which was a whole different ball game, but. I would have put the percentages of that at like 8%, 10%. I think we said on the show. I think we said on the show 40 or 30%. I think that was for that game. I think we said. That was just for the Duke. Yeah, I think I was thinking like 40 for Duke or 30 to 40 for Duke. But yeah, to come back and beat Miami a few days later, the way we saw, you know, it's funny just the way people see basketball. I've heard several people talk, including some people in the media, about how. Much taller Miami, how much taller Florida State is, and that like it's surprising Miami could even play with them. As if just if you just go sign a bunch of seven foot guys, you're going to win every game. Hmm. Miami's really good, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. so to expect them to go win both of those games, uh, yeah, ten percent, maybe fifteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, who are the tall guys? In Gom, who hasn't played this year, McLeod, who's played what five minutes the last two games. He was good against Duke, and then uh, Ballard, who doesn't play, and John Butler. Like, it, so Butler, and Butler, who's not a who's not an inside but, presence but, at all. But when you see four seven footers out there, you're like, whoa! What you know? what I'm saying like that's what yeah. people. Again, if you if you don't pay close attention or if you haven't followed this team, if you just saw them off the hoof, you think, man, this yeah, they're they're this is like the uh, twin towers, but four of them. I got an answer. Uh, the quad towers are the quad towers. That's what, that's there what it is. Four is. There yeah. it is. You're welcome. I got the answer for you. The crystal ball era as a player 
coincided. Uh, it crossed over. Cristobal played from 88 to 92, and then Hamilton got to Miami 91-92. So Ooh, it was, that's, right. that's how that worked. It barely crossed right. over. I was give, research. I was uh, <laughs> one of my one of my daughters was interested in the game for some reason, which was kind of surprising. Not big sports fans, and uh, she was asking me how good is Miami normally, and I was given the history. They're a weird program, and, and just the, you know the the program was really a. I mean, it should have been was disbanded at one point, right. and then Leonard Hamilton kind of brought it back to where, like around that time. To the time, I think people forget how good they had gotten under Leonard Hamilton. Well, I'm here to tell you because I got it right in front of me, and it was a big damn deal. If you think back to the run from '96 all the way to 2000, Leonard Hamilton takes a program that is. Really, just sorry in all hell. They were zero and eighteen in the Big East in ninety three, ninety four. Uh, so we get to we get past that. The next year they go nine and nine, then eight and ten, nine and nine, and then boom, take off. They don't lose a road game in the in the Big East, that was- which is insane. They go fifteen and three and thirteen and three respectively in uh, ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand. Twenty three win team, eighteen win team, twenty three win team. Uh, they also went to the Sweet Sixteen. They also tied for first place in the Big East in ninety nine, two thousand. In and the that, Big East, and that was when the Big East was it. I yeah, mean, for college yeah. basketball. Yeah, it was like the Allen Iverson, Ray Allen days, yeah. almost. Like uh, UConn, that was the year UConn won the national championship. Was ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about Georgetown and Villanova. And, I mean, UConn. I mean, it was it was, and, and Miami was go- Miami, who again was a joke. Like when I was in high school, Miami basketball was a joke. Mm. And then they go and they they become the dominant program in the in the Big East, and they comes to Florida State, and now here we are, uh, where Florida State now over the last four years has become you know really the best. The best or second best program in the conference. I do want to answer the question uh, that was asked about Mario Cristobal. Is he, yes, looked like a buffoon. But (laughs) that said, that said, he also was very much in character and of Miami. That makes perfect sense. So, like, the rest of the free world views Mario Cristobal to be a buffoon in that moment. The Miami fan views him and goes, he's one of us! and celebrates at the top of his lungs because that kind of clown show is the norm amongst Miami faithful. Could you imagine? Well, it's kind of the norm for the city, right? Like, just people <laughs> well, from I, Miami. Ira's is sitting across from I me, sir. I am still here. I mean, he is right here. Over the top, like, ostentatious, <laughs> tacky. Like, it kind of uh, cocaine-filled. It's yeah. just what the city is, Ira. Matthew, I think we're having some technical difficulties <laughs> yeah. with the feed from yeah. Atlanta. But, he looks uh, frozen up here. But, I mean, think about it in context of any other school. Like, imagine if Jeff Collins had gone into a, the, the game Wednesday night and just turned into, you know, Hulk Hogan. And, you know, he's doing yeah. And then we're yeah. – or, or, It'd I be mean, very out of character Mac for Brown, all the North other Carolina, programs. Or, are, I mean, yeah. it's just, and it's and it's also kind of – I don't know. I'm not going to say insulting to basketball, but you don't – the basketball program doesn't need that, you know. Miami's basketball program. You think is better than football looking program. over there like, "Hey, man, <laughs> this is what are we doing like, here? We're trying to play what, basketball. What have here. you done?" <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you think about Miami football, I was thinking about this the other day. Like Miami basketball has not been good in in recent years because, uh, well, injuries and recruiting and mm-hmm. some violations here. There, but over the last but they, ten years, they've been better. Yeah, yeah. Than they football. they've been clearly a more relevant program in the conference than their football one. They've won the won ACC. a basketball title. Yeah. yeah they've yeah. been to the postseason in games that mattered. And uh, the football program, I don't know if you guys remember, has not won anything <laughs> since they've been in the ACC. Not one thing. They won the Coastal Division once and then got, uh, you know, Beat. bum-rushed by Clemson Housed. in Charlotte. Boat raced. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's something for those that proclaimed an All-Canes conference upon their entry. That's a, that's a toughie. <laughs> that's, a, that's a toughie. Tom Lang and I sat here one day 
and had to scour the official records to find any title for Miami while in the ACC. You had the basketball one, which came to mind, and I think we found a track girls, maybe a, like, like a, a like women's a track, swimming, maybe women's or track. I think one one. Yeah, I think. And there might have been like a volleyball or a tennis or something briefly early on. But that's it. That's all. That's, that's it. a wrap. That's a wrap. Not much to find there. So I'm just saying that's about it. Well, when I tweeted that thing the other day where Florida State has swept them now in basketball twice, in the last calendar year, they've swept four games against them in basketball, four in baseball, and one in football against Miami. Florida State has not lost to Miami in any of the big three in the last calendar mm-hmm. year. And then you know, a few people were like, "Oh, you got to throw in soccer too and in tennis." And that's well, fair. We just keep going. But right. the problem was that Miami did win the volleyball. They did. Ooh. So I, I so could, it wasn't a clean st- sweep across yeah. all sports. Well, apparently, yeah. they're they're pretty good in volleyball. So I, I stuck with the uh, the big the big three sports. Get it together, still... volleyball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Michael Alford's like walking into the, yeah. uh, Chris uh, Poole's office and like, coach, this can't happen. Pulling we don't aside. lose to Miami around here. That's what kind of encyclopedic knowledge Irish Chappelle brings to the show, by the way. My man just casually mentions the volleyball coach. C- Corey, Corey knew Chris Poole yeah, from his I days did, at the yeah. Democrat. I've interviewed him a couple times, Jeff, if you can believe it. Yeah. I, have. Talked, <laughs> I think he might recognize me if he saw me in a restaurant. What, what an assignment. <laughs> well, hey, man, let's not, let's not take shots. But so going back to not Miami um, – I, I'm, I'm genuinely stunned. And now, look, they've won three games by one point. And in the Syracuse game, they were up by a point with nine seconds left. So it's not like they're steamrolling these teams. Like, they're playing like the best team in the country. But uh, the fact that they're 13-5 and five and 6-2 and two, when they were 5-4 and four and 0-1 oh and to start the year, they, that Syracuse team is pretty bad. They lost to them at home. We didn't know Wake was as good as Wake has right. ended up being. But still, losing by 25 wasn't a good look. For them to be where they are, again, man, it's just like at some point I guess I'll start trusting the guy. But I thought this was the year they were taking a significant dip and they probably weren't going to get in the tournament. And who knows? Who knows how the season plays out? But not through eight games that I ever expect them to be six and two. That's, well, he, he, that's nuts. Here, here's what gets exciting, and you can allow yourself to dream. And I'm glad that, that you gave the, the reminders of just how narrow the margins have been. But if you look at this, it's right to maybe project an awfully good record in the ACC, a down ACC, but nonetheless, it's a transitional year for Florida State. You have Georgia Tech tomorrow night at night. Now, there's something inside of me that says this game's going to be way too close. It feels like it that feels just like, is what yeah. happens. Doesn't that feel yeah. like we're going to be sitting there at 10-15 tomorrow night going, what in the hell? Tied at 50, pissed off, nobody in that arena. Kaiser treeing for them, hitting shots they never hit, meaning Georgia Tech. Is Pastner still wearing the face mask? Probably. I hope he is. I'm going to start throwing stuff at it. I'll, have, I'll be close enough. I think I can throw things at the face mask. So that game feels like it'll be a mess and annoying and frustrating for all of us. We'll be watching on the ACC network, which coverage sucks anyhow, and you'll just be angry about all of it. So anyhow, so there's that. But if we're just talking about imminently winnable games, well, the next three, you can get fat. It's Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and Clemson. Those, if you play your best brand of basketball, all, are all like I, what I like to call walking, you know, rocking chair games. I mean, these are just laid back. You'll win easily. So they're six and two right now in the league. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they could be nine and two. Nine and two. Like well, imagine well, we're no. sitting. I mean, they could. They could. I said two could. road games. I said in, could in places they don't typically play that well. Well, um, I mean, Corey, it's Virginia Tech and Clemson. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I, I'm sorry, or Georgia Tech and and uh, I should say Clemson. Yes, they could lose those games because the margin for error is not as great with this team as in previous teams, obviously. But it's not crazy to think that they'll they'll be favored in every one of those games. So if they were to win them, 
they could be a robust 9-2 and two getting ready to host Wake Forest in a revenge game. Get some, Wake Forest. By the way, the problem I'm having with this setup, really, is unexpected for me. I'm lost staring at Corey. I just can't Ooh. stop staring at Corey. Now, mm, the, the neat thing mm. is, if Corey was here and I was back home, Corey would still be sitting here staring at Corey. Yeah, Corey yeah, would be what staring am I at look Corey. At you for? But, uh, but I've I seen am, you enough in my life. I am lost in Corey. I'm not paying attention to Jeff. I'm just so focused on Corey. Is it the baby blues? <laughs> is it the baby blues you're getting lost in? Because I understand that. Trust me, you're not the first. <laughs> it can you're happen. You're not the first, my man. It can happen. No, but uh, that said, what if they are, like, just for fun, what if they're nine and two? Ten and two. It's not crazy, especially if the rest of the conference just keeps you know banging into each other, and everybody's like six and four, or or five and five. I mean, there's not a lot of good teams. To your point, it's not a it's not a good ACC. There's some people who think it should only be maybe a one or two bid league, but I do think it's that that to me that accentuates what Florida State and Leonard Hamilton are doing because Florida State has as ex- big of an excuse as anybody. The reason, Corey, you were saying earlier, we thought, okay, maybe this is going to be the year where they don't make the tournament because they lost damn everybody from last year. <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, you knew you were losing Scotty Barnes. You knew you were losing a couple of guys. But, but when Raekwon Gray and Balsa Kovacica oh, leave, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be tough to rebound. You know, you lost MJ Walker. You lost four or five of your top scorers and rebounders. And then to come back and be possibly nine and two or ten and two—that's uh, man. Incredible. What, what Balsa could have been for this team this oh, year? I mean, gosh. Balsa really is the one that I keep thinking about as he was rounding into form and playing a big man's game. Who could also step out and hit that shot, and just the, the strength to rebound. I mean, we have bigs, but a lot of them have areas of weakness they're still working on. Balsa would have been well. He would have been the difference in those early games. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how that kid sleeps at night. Knowing that he left his teammates in this program in, in, the, in lurch. the lurch, in yeah, the lurch. Yeah, I hope he's happy, man. I, I guess he is probably counting his money overseas somewhere. He's getting paid more wherever he's playing than he would have at Florida State, that's for sure. But the, what I'm interested in tomorrow night with this basketball team is, do they feel confident because they came off a big road win, or do they feel a little shell shocked because of the near collapse in the second half? And does it carry over at all? How does the, how do they how do they rebound from maybe the worst half they played all season into another road game? The way uh, Leonard Hamilton handled it, I think, was perfect. You know, at, sometimes after these games, man, like you know, we're all sitting there waiting for the Zoom press conference to start. Right. And sometimes, you know, even after a win, sometimes Leonard will take 20, 25 minutes to talk to the team, and he's got a message he wants to send. Man, he was on the Zoom in like five minutes, and it, it basically his message was, man, we played four games in eight days, we were gassed. Yeah. We were done in the second half. We didn't play smart, but we were also really tired. I mean, let's take this win. Let's move on. So I don't think they were dwelling on that, and I think the players will respond to that message. I agree. I, I mean, listen, without without overstating this, I mean, who are we? I know we're a very successful program, but in this transitional state, who are we to to like poo-poo a win on the road against a really good basketball team? And who are we to look uh, a, a win streak like this um, and, and second-guess it. Who are we to say, well, you know, that's a terrible second half. I can't believe you found a way to just narrowly win a game for the third time in five days. No, man. Those are wins. They count the same as if you win by 30 or 1. You won the game. Miami's the one who should be looking in the mirror. Miami's the one who's wondering how it is they just lost at home to a team who 11 days prior, they had to have felt the sting of an agony of defeat because that's a game they probably shouldn't have lost, and they did. And now they get a chance to rectify the situation at home. They're playing a tired-ass Florida State team. And the next thing you know, they're down 24 points. I don't care. If you're Miami, what, do you feel good that you came back and lost? Or how pissed are you about the first half, which counts the same as the second half? 
It counts more because they out, they yeah. got outscored by one extra point. Uh, no, but my point being, I, I wasn't talking about you should disregard the win. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm just saying people did that team, though. Oh yeah, yeah. like as a basketball they, team, you don't know how they, if confidence wavers at all when you get outscored by 25 points over the last 19 minutes of a game. I don't think if that they, just wavers yeah. at all. I don't think they were, and I think that that was the message Ham was sending to us. I'm sure it was the same thing he was sending to the players. Was you know the great thing is we still won the game and we'll be able to point to some things that, look, we have to do better at this. But I, I really think fatigue was – and I'm not saying to excuse the sloppiness in the second half. I think it was a perfect storm. The fatigue, also trying to run clock with a huge lead. And the desperation and of Miami. And the desperation of Miami. And, just, and then some – just I saw a replay of one of those fouls. Oh, he's just not going to call point, the foul on the – Or the, the foul on the three-pointer where the kid buries the three and Prieto just like literally – I don't even know if he made contact with – with his airspace. I don't even know if that was like violating his personal space. And they called a foul for the four-point play. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system, we're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Did you get something to eat, Corey? Did you get a chance to get up there in the kitchen, get a little something during the break, buddy? Oh, his mic's not on. We'll have to get Corey back. We've lost Corey. We were, I'm, I'm good. I'm that's good. on you. That was on. Well, that's not really, on, but yeah, it's fine. It I'll, I'll unmute myself. Um, I looked up Register Sausage in the break, and they did have a 30% off promo code after the Duke game. Right, right. Mm. And the promo was choo-choo. Oh, as it should be. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Just want to make sure we clean that up. But, yeah, they did have a promo code. I feel like he missed an opportunity with nine straight wins. But you can't just be ri- – you just can't be throwing promo codes out there every every three days, every time this basketball team wins. You think he'll go with Bohica if they get oh, the uh, – Oh, buddy. Now, that'll be controversial. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think – I hope not. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope he doesn't do that. Well, you know, I'm in a weird position. It was years ago that yes, we uh, got close. I think it was seven straight wins, right, over Miami yes. in football. It was a different. It was a different time, right? It was <laughs> no. a different time in our country. No, no. And I, the point was that I had, you know, coined it the Platinum Bohica 
not realizing it was ever going to come into play or become as wildly popular as it is. And over the years, we had a run against Florida of seven straight with basketball, and people mm-hmm. thought, well, we're getting close to that platinum bohica against the Gators. And then, of course, it's been mentioned in other, uh, you know, only with rivals, really. You're not going to have a platinum bohica for Duke or something like that. That wouldn't be right. Lord knows we've surpassed platinum bohicas with Duke. I don't know what it would be now in football. <laughs> they got a two or three. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> Boy, tough days. But so the point would be now I'm frequently asked exactly what what the trophy, the presentation looks like. And it gets uncomfortable, gets a little uncomfortable, uh, because Tom and I did come up with, many years ago, a Platinum Bohica to give to those that, the recipients of 10 straight losses. I I don't want to be affiliated with that in any way. (laughs) Corey's uncomfortable. I have to tell you, I think it would be probably a way to elevate our status across the country. Across right. the country. I think it would make news if I walked onto the court with the mm. Platinum Bohica. Coach Larenega, I have something. Coach, and then I, the police would be whisking me away, <laughs> and people would be yelling, that's War Chant's own Jeff Cameron, and they would right. be taking me away, and then that would make Sports Center, and, you know, but there would be a heroification involved in all that. I mean, War Chant would be elevated yet again. Corey, did you get a dog? No, that's my chair squeaking. Sorry. Okay. I thought it's like, man, so, this is big news. Corey got a pet. No, When's the last time you had you a pet? Me? When's the last, did you have a did you have a pet when you were growing up? Anything? A hamster or anything? When I was five, we had a dog that got hit by a car. <laughs> and then after that we just we said, What well, what's the point of this? You've been that's scarred for English. life. You've been scarred for English. life. Yeah, yep. that's a toughie. Uh all right, anyhow, so yeah, we're we're close. We're close to a platinum bohica. I don't know. I don't want to get arrested, but I would for the cause. In mm. terms of delivering the, the platinum bohica. You guys, I didn't get a chance, but you and Ira both did to uh, take a look at the transfers. Tatum Bethune, Bless Harris, what you know about Bless Harris, Caden uh, Lyles, all uh, speaking to the assembled press there and, and having their little digital press conferences. Let's go through it. Let's start with Tatum Bethune, the linebacker from UCF, who, plug and play, I do believe, is a guy that comes in and has been ultra-productive in a position of great need. That's I'm excited. What were your thoughts on his demeanor, his yeah. mindset, his outset? Yeah, Corey, as you disparage the fine city of Miami, what did you think of Tatum Bethune, who seemed like a good dude? Seemed like a good dude. Had a lot of nice things to say about Randy Shannon, who I guess he knew even before the recruiting process, and then obviously played for him at UCF. And then... Um, what I, what I liked about him is he, he was asked a couple of times, like, hey, why why'd you even go in the portal? Like, what was up with UCF? And he just – he wasn't taking the bait. He did, He's like, look, I love my time at UCF. I got nothing uh, – I, I got nothing but positive things to say about UCF. I just wanted to be – basically, I just wanted to go to Florida State. I don't know if he was basically saying, like, I wanted to go to, like, a, a real football school. No offense, UCF fans. Especially um, not after these last few years. Mm. Yeah, hey, come on. St- still, what does that say? They're yeah. leading tackler yeah. – Leaves to go Rode to a place out. that has had a winning season in five years. And, and he stuck it through the coaching change. Like Gus Malzahn comes in last year. You would understand it maybe more if he transferred right away. Like, I don't want a new coaching staff. Um, but he waited till after their first season. And they ended their season pretty well. I mean, they nice win over the Gators. And, uh, yeah. But, but, yeah, he went in the portal. And uh, as you were saying, Randy Shannon uh, recruited him to UCF, recruited him to Florida State when Randy Shannon got promoted to linebackers coach here and co-defensive coordinator. But he actually – they did have a relationship back when – he was growing up in Miami, and man, the Miami football community um, is, especially at that level, is pretty tight knit. You wouldn't think for such a big city, but like, you know, the the all those guys know each other because they play in the same like youth leagues, and so especially the top players. And so he's known Randy Shannon since he was a kid. Uh, he said 
He said if his car broke down, Randy Shannon would be the first person he called, which I thought was kind of funny. He wouldn't. Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Oh, there's no, there are no rules. Days. Corey, oh, okay. what are you Shannon, talking about? You're adhering to rules that haven't existed in years. Randy, sir. Randy Shannon's <laughs> allowed to go out and bring him a new vehicle. I was going to say, Randy could show up with a new car stacked with weed if he wanted it <laughs> and cash and steroids, which I hope he does. And the NCAA would be like, oh, cool. I'd go, oh, cool. That's what we're doing. All right, let's get to winning. The uh, the other two offensive linemen who talked, as you said, Caden Lyles and Bless Harris, I think people might be, I don't know, man. Do you think people are more interested in a linebacker who had 100 plus tackles I am. or two offensive linemen given Florida State's offensive line history? I agree with you. I understand why you would side with offensive line there, but man, I've been desperate at linebacker. And I do think Caden Lyles projects as a starter, Bless Harris as a backup. Uh, but yeah, hey, listen, adding to the offensive line is something to celebrate, just maybe maybe equal to that of Tatum Bethune on the, at the linebacker position. How'd you? Well, and I'll say this about Caden Lyles. He, he's a no-nonsense dude. If you go watch that video up on our site that's on this site that you're watching right now. Warchant.com, Warchant.com. Warchant.com or uh, the Warchant channel on YouTube. Uh, he is not one for a lot of laughs. <laughs> he is a straightforward, straight shooter, uh, which, look, it's not his job to come in and, like, put on a skit for us. I was going to say. Um, he, he answered the questions he was asked. But you can tell he's, like, he's, uh, he's built a little differently. He, he's a pretty serious dude. Um, which is which is good news. And I also thought going back to the to the linebacker Bethune, uh, I never heard anybody say this before. He's like, look, I'm a I talk a lot. He goes on the field. I'm the last person to put in my mouthpiece before the play because he's talking. He's either talking no, to the other team or he's talking to his teammates about where to be. I really do think, and you can interpret it, interpret it either way. But I really do think he was talking about talking to his teammates. And man, yeah. Communication is so important, and 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 I think that's one of the things they were pleased with, uh, you know, last season that they got a little bit better in that area was guys talking on the field. Because if you go back to two years ago, those guys didn't ever talk on the field because none of them knew what they were doing. It really makes no sense either, because at the lowest, and that's what's frustrating. That's why you grow and get better as a program, and you see players get better. But I, I can tell you, dating all the way back to Pee Wee football, I mean, you have coaches who will say boldly, "If you're not sure, I don't care who hears it." Tell everybody your assignment because if it's wrong, somebody can correct you. And it doesn't matter if the guy across from you knows it. He's physically got to win. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, I remember our offensive line coach telling people, point out, I've got, I've got 54. Him. It doesn't really matter. I mean, listen, you've got to know what you're doing. I mean, everybody's going to have to win their battles physically either way. It's not like that guy's going to be like, oh, he's oh, blocking me. Let he, me run this way. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, no, he's got something else he's got to do too. Ain't nobody worried about that. But yeah. Kalen Deloach got a lot of credit late last year from, from Adam Fuller for being a vocal guy. And it was and it stood out, to your, you know, to your guys' point, that – the fact that it stood out that Kalen Deloach was vocal was not a good thing. You 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 need vocal guys, and he's one of them. And especially I think, on defense. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a big deal. And he's uh, and he just you could. I don't know, man. I just don't think you can have a hundred plus tackles without having some instincts and and understanding football in a way that maybe we haven't seen around here very often the last few years. Yeah, it'd also be cool to have two linebackers that are like alphas, uh, which it seems like Kalen kind of turned into one, and this kid. Definitely seems like one. I don't think he's worried about coming into a new environment or not um, and trying to wait his turn. He seems like a guy that's willing to be a leader right now, and they need him. They got those two guys. They'll have Jamie Robinson. There's a few other guys. All of a sudden, you're starting to have a defense that's not full of, uh, what, betas. It's full of alphas. 
Well, keep in mind, uh, if you look at the guys that have been successful in the transfer portal that they've brought in, all of them have filled that role. All of them, the ones that have been successful, have come in and they've not been bashful about asserting themselves both through their actions and also through their words and, and representing a way that you want everybody to act and prepare. And prepare. Uh, I think it's true, too, that, I mean, A, the coaching staff does a good job of identifying those kinds of kids in the areas of need. But also, let's not be naive. These kids have looked at the film. I mean, if I'm a player and I've been very productive at my previous stop or I'm Jermaine Johnson and I walk into that locker room and I see what I see and I am who I am, yeah, man, I'm not going to be afraid to assert myself and to stand up and say this is what we got to do because you know there's an area of weakness or an area that's lacking or a lack of depth or whatever it might be. So I think a lot of these guys come in recognizing I'm going to get the opportunity to play. I'm probably one of the best, if not the best. I mean, in their mind, I'm sure they're thinking they're the best player at their position the second they step foot on, on the campus. So, therefore, they should be in, you know, in command and in charge and confident. And I hope that they are because these are areas where we are weak. And it is exciting to get a guy like Caden Lyles who's played offensive line at Wisconsin. And, again, you know, when, he was a, when he was a redshirt freshman, they, they needed help on defensive line, so he just went over and started playing defensive line. I mean, he's a football player, and Corey talked about his demeanor. I mean, it's just he comes across as kind of a rugged dude and now you've got him alongside Dylan Gibbons, who is a you know, mm-hmm. Notre Dame guy. I mean, I just feel like you're changing the just the attitude uh, of that offensive line, not just the ability, but also the attitude. Next year, we'll bring in a Michigan guy. There you we'll go. Bring in a, another Notre Dame guy. Bring in another, you know, maybe, hey, maybe an well, LSU or an Alabama guy on the offensive line. When you watch the NFL, man, you just don't see a lot of Florida dudes, state of Florida dudes, on the offensive line. I mean, it's all the Midwestern mm-hmm. corn-fed dudes. A couple of Iowa yeah. kids transfer in, maybe. Maybe a guy from the Cowboys. He he did <laughs> confirm that uh, that he will play center too. I mean, I think we knew that anyway. Mm-hmm. But he didn't even give it any uh, hesitation about. Yeah, they might try me at guard, or I'm starting at center. He's basically saying like, yeah, I'm here to play center, and he's already worked on snaps with Travis. So that's where they plan him to play. I think we knew that anyway, clearly. But there's no uh, there's no doubt now. There's no uh, there's no reason to believe he won't be the starting center come Duquesne. Mm, the big Duquesne matchup. My wife and I were talking this morning about the LSU matchup, and she was trying to angle, I think, to hang out with all of us at Warchant uh, for the LSU game. And I said, that's just never going to happen. So <laughs> what? Why? I'm letting it be known amongst all of our Warchant brethren, get your women in check. You, I can, I, you know what? I will, I'll put all the, all the money I've got in the bank on the fact that Stephanie will be there. Well, so, Stephanie's so, absolutely there. Yeah. She booked our room already. So, so, I'll so, call Stephanie. This is <laughs> no, good Corey, Corey lacks the you know the, the chutzpah to do anything. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to go out and have a good time, Corey. I see how it is. Hey, there's, I, there's like, a, I like women. No, I like I, being I, with well, women. Yeah, you and I me think both, I can buddy. have a good time with her there. In fact, a, I know there, I have because I've done it before. There's yeah. a better chance. I was going to say there's a better chance Christy comes to the trip on the trip than it, than Stephanie stays. There's a better chance. Kim goes on the trip, which is not happening, right. then Stephanie yeah. doesn't Well, go. you know, the way it's going to work is Corey will have a good time with Stephanie, and the rest of us will go out, and hey. we'll do our thing. It'll be, be guys. Big. We'll, be big. we'll be guys. We'll be dudes. We'll have a good time. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering uh, for, you know, for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. You and I especially. Yes. I or, mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, it's or okay. Hot I, beer and cold women at <laughs> some bars. you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. 
Legitimately most good important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got the vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. <laughs> and you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten the healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I know and I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the uh, right off of Thomasville Road in Bannerman uh, up there in the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. And you know what's cool while we were talking about, before the break, the uh, trip to New Orleans? Which, again, I love New Orleans. I'm more of a home-and-home guy. I would rather be in Baton Rouge. But anyhow, that's just And me. you love Stephanie. I, of course. It was nothing yeah. against Stephanie. It was against you. But, <laughs> it was against but, <laughs> yeah. females in general. Yeah, we're, we're trying to have a good time with the fellows, but Corey doesn't do that anymore. So the, the thing of it was that I was talking about was uh, New Orleans, and we were kind of all talking about, well, where are we going to be? Where are we staying? And we're excited about that. The War Chant crew, everybody is. Florida State fans have chimed in here on the chat and all that. But... I was also thinking, you know, Monday, fellas, and we'll do something with this on Warchant.com, Warchant TV, I'm sure. Monday, fellas, we get the schedule announced. It's all about the middle eight. We know the first two and the last two, uh, but we don't know those middle eight. So here we go, schedule time. We'll have to do some W's and L's next week. Is it? Do you? How much of a factor do you think? If you went back and looked at years past, like how much the the, the organization of the conference schedule, how big of a part in that is? The, how many wins and losses does it change? Like could your could you, know, you be greatly. could you be six and eight with one or six and six with one schedule eight and four with another nine and seven nine and five with another my my math is get your numbers right let's say you play twelve games let's go through this you could go twelve and zero oh. you could go eleven and one <laughs> but my question right. is ten and two <laughs> what, what nine and three is the, is the spectrum <laughs> that dependent how much of the is is the the wins and loss determined by that spectrum like. If, it, um, if we're talking percentages, I mean, it is a obviously a war of attrition, right? So you can't predict injuries. But if you're telling me that the bye week comes later rather than earlier, and you have back to back games against, say, Clemson and NC State, I just yeah, feel I mean, like it's, it's, it's a I feel deal. Like, I feel like so, and I'm I'm all for this endeavor. I'm all about content. I'm all about all of it, and it's it's something to definitely talk you think about. It's overstated. I just feel like a lot of times we look at it in February and think, okay, this is how it's going to play out, and this is really going to work in their favor in this way or this way. A lot of times it doesn't really work out that way. That's all well, I'm you can look at the last season. Last season we thought, okay, they got to make some hay in the first month. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, 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 yeah. they got that really tough stretch, and then they were terrible in the first month, maybe the worst team in Power 5, and then they go out and have a nice stretch after that against the tougher portion of the schedule. Um, I think it could swing one way or an- one win or another. You know, like Jeff said, like if you have to follow up, if you play Clemson right before Florida, well, that's tough. The ACC didn't do you any favors right. there. Um, but – Overall, you got to play the te- you got to play these teams anyway. It's well, not like you you don't know who you're playing. They can be stacked in a way that's convenient, or maybe you don't have you're not on the road for a month. But uh, yeah, man, it, it might swing at one win. 
Maybe. One I, it, yes. And again, not able to predict injury and all that makes this a, a moving I mean, target. I, uh, Jeff, would you say that Florida State's looking at like a 10 and 8 season? <laughs> or, or maybe 12 and 9? <laughs> or 6 and 16? We're not sure. Just some numbers. There's it's like two an numbers. NFL schedule. They're 9 and 8. So, so listen, I mean, not that this would happen, but if you took Clemson uh, and you had that game followed by a road game at NC State, followed by a road game at Miami with right. no breaks, yeah, man, that's a problem. I think the biggest problem is if you've, if you've got a team that you probably should beat on the road after a, a physical game. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably the worst case scenario. Like, you're, you're, Say, for example, next year, would they go to Louisville, right? Yeah, they do go to Louisville, yeah. That's a game. I think Florida State is probably better. Gonna be. I feel like Florida State's going to be better this year than Louisville. But if they're coming off of a really tough game or a stretch of two or three really tough games, yeah, that's one of then those maybe that's one, one game that you uh It's so funny, on. man. It's, it's crazy. We're such creatures of habit. We love football, and we grew up loving football and all the pageantry and everything involved. When you just pull up FB schedules and you do mm-hmm. 2022 or 2023 – how excited do you get just seeing the damn helmets next to the names of the schools? It's crazy. Because like, in your mind, you're ordering them the way you'd want them as soon as you see them. Like You know that on Saturday, November the 19th, you're going to be playing Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. On Saturday, November the 26th, you're going to be playing Florida. So you can't really mess with that. You know, as Corey mentioned, the big Duquesne matchup is on Ooh. August the 27th. The following week, on September the 4th, you'll be at Mercedes-Benz Superdome, New Orleans, to take on LSU. Then you get all those other games, and you're going, well, let's move this here, I like this here, I'd like to do this here. It's a little game of, right. like, ideally, all of these would be right where I slate them. But, of course, it doesn't work out that way. But it's just a fun exercise. The best was talking to people inside the program when the schedules would come out when Jimbo was here. Oh, yeah. Because, well, actually, the process, because the way the process works is... You the, can make requests. Yeah, exactly. So then they'll give you... You'll, you'll make your initial requests... Like Corey said, Clemson before Florida, or you said that like yeah. that they'll never that'll never they, happen. They know it won't happen. But but they'll you know you make some requests you have early on, then they'll send you a version. Then you kind of say, oh, yeah, I don't like this. They can never we, like the or, or or can we trade <laughs> this or that? Hey, if we if we do this, will, will you do that? But apparently, man, with Jimbo, as you can imagine, and I'm sure most coaches, I think it's all coaches. Most coaches, they see some Jimbo sort to a of, different level. Jimbo, you know, he 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 was. Uh, I want to play hard the to interview. Please. I want to play the interview. I have it still of me going over the schedule with Jimbo when it came <laughs> out, and we we're off record, and he's and he's telling me how bad they just got effed, and <laughs> exactly. and I'm explaining to him. Well, there's a four-game stretch there, Coach, where we're going to be favored by more than double digits in each of those games, and then you got a bye week before you play Miami. And he's like, well, but Jeff, you're not thinking about – and then he goes through with all of the counters to that. And I'm like, okay, show me another schedule that is yeah. any any better than this. But they all think it's – you know, they're paranoid. You think, you think there was ever a time where the, Jimbo saw the ACC schedule they gave him and it's like, boys, they did it. This is perfect. This is – I, I could I not have asked for anything better. how much they like us. <laughs> I was going to say, though, do you think, like, it would be crazy to me if, like, uh, what's the guy's name at Duke that's the head coach, the uh, the D.C. from A&M? Who just got oh, the head coach Elko. 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 Does Elko have the same say as, like, Dabo? No. Do no. they care at all what Elko says? Or is, I, are know, they, they just like, just go and be homecoming for all these teams? They've got to give them, they've got to give them respect as a conference member. Everybody, there's a number, I don't know if it's two or three, that you get to kind of like... Cross off. Yeah, yeah. you can kind of, you, two or three like vetoes, I guess. It's like jury selection. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. But um, but then beyond that, yeah, man, I'm sure Dabo's got more juice, just like I'm sure Jimbo did when he was rolling. Uh, just like I'm thinking... 
you know, Norvell will have assume, very, very yeah, soon. Well, you'd assume Florida yeah. State will, as a school, maybe have a little bit more juice. But, yeah, it's for the most part, it's pretty standard. Similar headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. I was taking a little sneak peek during the break of uh, the questions for next hour, both from Facebook and Twitter. And I'm just always buoyed and uh, encouraged by the transition. When we go from the wringing of the hands and the nervousness surrounding Florida State basketball after a rocky start to the over-the-top Final Four bound type <laughs> questions for FSU basketball. I know it's somewhere in between, but it's good. Everybody's caught the fever again. Everybody's pumped. Everybody's ready to, to discuss that. And soon, guys, some of these questions will feature FSU baseball. It is weird, man. Like I, I, was just, you know, I wrote that column yesterday about Florida State and the New Bloods and, and Coach Ham and the program. And uh, some of the responses, I'm always taken aback by the people who are like, well, let me know when we win a title. Or it would sure would be nice to win a title. Or let's, you know, tell, tell me when we get to the Final Four. And it's like, man, Could if you that's imagine the watching standard, basketball? Like, that's what I'm saying. If that's, if the, the college basketball tournament doesn't work that way, I mean, you can't, there, if, if football teams had to play six, I mean, maybe we'll go, we're going that way. Yeah. But it's just a totally different sport. You can't, you can't, well, you would judge never get to program. enjoy a season. You can never enjoy a season. Well, you just can't judge a program, especially a program like Florida State, is if whether or not you win a national title. Yeah, you want to win one. They do too. And who knows? They may have won one the year it got canceled. Yes. We'll never know. That's most unfortunate. And all we're left to do is speculate. But can you imagine going into any season? Like right. uh, in football, there's uh, uh, far fewer games. Right. But if you're talking about college basketball, I mean, what, are you not going to watch the regular season? Because what's it matter? I mean, what, what's the point? It's it's similar it, to what Mike Martin dealt with, I guess. Yeah, but he was he was more established, right? Like they were one of the best programs in the country for thirty five years and had every right to be. Like Leonard Hamilton has this program in a better place than like uh, it's ever been. Than it's ever been. But even like better than out uh, Indiana. Um, you know they're on a better. They've been a better program the last ten years than a place like Indiana, which is just nuts. Um, then Florida, uh, which has won two national titles. Like the last five six years, they've been one of the top fifteen programs in the country which is just not something you would have ever expected here 
you, you knew it could happen like in a in a flash, like for a season, but to be consistently good for half a decade, consistently elite almost um, for half a decade is uh, is really a testament to what he's built. Because I didn't know that that was possible. Speaking, 15 years ago or eight years ago. Speaking of Indiana, guys, since you guys are both kind of anti-court storming, I thought it was kind of no, fitting. No, 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 I thought it was no, kind of fitting that Indiana stormed the court like two or three yeah. days after Florida State stormed the, the, the court. desperation if, in Indiana. If Indiana can storm the court as a program, Florida State can still Hold storm on. courts. Nobody in Indiana should be storming courts either. But what I said, and it got taken out of context, <laughs> everybody flipped out. I wasn't angry. Nobody was angry. Huh. I was not sitting over there going, oh, you can't do it. I'm saying, guys, it's beneath us. It's mm. beneath us. Florida State as a program has been better than Duke three of the last five years, period. They finished higher in the standings than Duke three of the last five years. They beat ranked teams here on the regular. It's not shocking. It's not stunning to see Florida State win at home. I, I think What's the Gaudi record? Eighty-three and five. I do I mean, think. I think, but I think is the context of this season and the way it started, and the fact that two weeks earlier they got blown out by Wake Forest, right? Man, I don't even think it's that. I think that we just went through two years of COVID. That's part of it. That's fair. You know, they, That's fair. Was I no, wasn't mad. I was team. just saying, don't you don't have to do it, guys. This is who we are. No, but I do think we it's just beat people. That's no. all the damn time is what we do. I do, and I think it just think it's a conversation of what do you what's what's appropriate as a you know as a program. And I know I don't think and I like think Corey Florida State beat them. If Florida State would have played, if if Cam Reddish doesn't make that shot, mm-hmm. and whenever that was, Florida State's not storming the court. Right. They're not. Students aren't storming the court for that win. I think it had every, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily anti court storming. I don't even know why you said that. I'm well, because you said I, I didn't know Florida State was still at a point where, as a program, where they right, would still. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't. Court. I didn't think that was. I was surprised. By and it, I would well, contend. That's all I'm saying. Right. And you my know. only assertion was that I would contend that you're right. It, we probably shouldn't be at a place. But where I think that's I how think good a lot of it. Uh, most of it, I think, most of it had to do with nobody getting to watch games. The the final the March Madness two years ago. Last year it was 900 people in the stands. That was the first. I know Miami was a good crowd, uh, at least loud at the end, but that was the first start-to-finish electric atmosphere in that building. That was an electric atmosphere against in Miami. Long, probably since the Louisville game and, uh, with, with uh, Trent Forrest and yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Williams dunks. So I think that added to it. Plus, you blocked them at the end of the game. But, no. you know, it, was, it, was all, it all came together. If they would have won by 20 points, none of that happens. But it also, who cares? Go, go have fun, kids. Go have fun. Yeah, and I don't again, think you were again, telling them not to. No, and I but wasn't. so defensive. We're not, we're not I'm silencing you. your I'm ass not, because you're rambling so on for days about this. Good Christ almighty. I'm saying that your initial assertion was correct. This We are better than that. I'm not saying it's the end of the world or it's a terrible thing or don't do it or anything. Like, I'm just saying, guys, look around. We always win at home. We I just always I, win. I'm kind of, man, I've just come, come to the uh, Clemson football Perspective. Oh, just run out there, whatever the hell, man. If you're yeah. if you're in a good mood, you want to celebrate, go out on hey, the court and have off. fun. What do you care? Speaking there of no which, rules here, and we haven't talked about the end of that Duke game. Well, we, we can't now because we got five seconds. Hour right. number two, fourth coming. We'll be back in a moment.